what 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 would you do <laughs> if someone's at home crying alone <laughs> on the bedroom floor because he's hungry oh that is a facebook reference if you're not a part of the goddamn pod group come join Damn! And the only way to feed him is to sleep, sleep with, with a man, man for a little bit of money and his daddy's gone. Somewhere smoking rock now, in and out of lockdown. I ain't got a job now. So for you, this is just a good time. But for me, this is what I call life. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. Oh, that felt great. I'm so glad we got that out. It was just like hiding in there. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it needed to it's come out. Deep within my soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember listening to it on my cassette player, my boombox. Oh, and I was shit. like, oh, fucking. I'm Did sorry. you have the cassette? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, 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 oh. I recorded that shit from the radio. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Anyways, so um, how's it going? Oh, just living the goddamn dream. Never been better. Mm-hmm. Loving mm-hmm. your life. Love it. Would you yeah. like to hit me with a goddamn? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I actually told you like a part one of this. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody else. Okay. But. Oh, um, it's a secret. Secrets. No, uh, Brandon was like, hey, I think there's something in my throat. And I was like, I was like, I'm sorry, what? Okay, flashback to a couple years ago, I had a tonsil stone and I was digging it out like a sane person, like in the mirror, fucking gagging myself with a Q-tip, right? So I'm just going to get this out really quick. Pop that nasty ass shit out of there. Yeah. And Brandon was like, if you've never had a tonsil stone, consider yourself very fucking lucky. Yeah. But Brandon was like, what is that? And I was like, it's a tonsil stone. No big deal. Like, yeah. I'm just popping this shit out. And he was like, you are fucking disgusting. Yeah. Like, that is horrifying. You monster. How dare you collect things with your tonsils yeah. in an accident? I didn't know you were so gross. Yeah. And I was like, what do you never, you never brush your tonsils? <laughs> yeah. Do you not just <laughs> a fucking toothbrush? <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm sorry. Have you never had a tonsil stone? And he was like, no, you're gross. Like, yeah. I'm of- sorry. My body's just trying to defend itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, my bad. Whatever. And yeah. I just took care of my tonsil stone on, on my own, right? Yeah. yeah like a normal you. person. Guess so. you're not getting a blowy tonight. It's <laughs> a little extra fucking texture. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anybody want Cotillon no, cheese? No, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. So then cut to like a week ago and he was like, there's something in my throat. Uh-huh. And, and I was oh, like, fucker. oh, motherfucker, you got a tonsil stone. Because then I looked at it and it was both sides. But you, okay, enormous. wait. Because you've already told me the story. Mm-hmm. So I know, well, you've told mm-hmm. me part of it. Mm-hmm. But um, you said that he said, it feels like a popcorn kernel. Yeah. This was my favorite part. He did. He did. This is my favorite part. Because you said, when was the fucking last time you had popcorn? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's part of it. He said, I think there's a popcorn kernel stuck in my throat. And I was like, let me take a look. But also, when was the last time we had popcorn? <laughs> like, we haven't eaten popcorn. He, he doesn't eat popcorn. I yeah. eat popcorn. Like, what? why, why did he And I haven't that? had popcorn in a long ass time. <laughs> I eat it daily and nightly. So, like, that would be a logical thought for me. But, like, Mm-mm. what the fuck? Not for him. Like, like I don't know. Somehow a kernel got in there. He had been working that thing out for like a week. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I was like, let me check this shit out. And then he had tonsil stones fucking both sides all over the place. And I was oh, like, Lord. Jesus Christ. There's an infection. Get me a couple fucking Q-tips. I like, cannot believe you did this. I'm going to get this shit out. I cannot believe you he, did this. He handed me, this motherfucker handed me tweezers. What the yeah. fuck? He's like, can you get it out with tweezers? Thinking it was a uh, popcorn kernel. And uh, I was like, sir, you are going to destroy your esophagus. Throw up. Yeah, that sounds horrible, right? What if you pinched? You're going to destroy your esophagus. <laughs> what if you pinched his tonsil and pulled? <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like into it because I'll pop, I will pop your cysts. Not your zits, because that's just kind of gross. I, I, Although he tries to make me still. But. I would, what? 
pop his zits and stuff. Oh my god, that's my favorite thing ever. I don't like it. I'll do it. Can I'll I come like over and pop his zits? <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> Lee won't let me. I would do any of those other things, but tonsil stones gross me out. Oh, they gross me out too. <laughs> I don't know that I could pop another person's tonsil stones. Oh, I did. And uh, oh. <laughs> so I had the Q-tip and I like jammed it in the back and I was, I was saying all of the sweet, sweet things that, you know, like, shh, just relax. Just relax and your throat. He's relax like, your throat. He's literally gagging, and I'm like, shh, 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 you're okay, you're okay, shh, you're okay, just take it. No, you're fine. D- lower, relax your tongue. <laughs> and I'm fucking dying, because I'm cracking myself up, like, shh, baby, it's okay. <laughs> As A little I'm, like, deeper. touching the back of his throat, and he's literally gagging, he's crying. <laughs> And it was probably the grossest thing I've ever done. And he kept, like, gagging and coughing or whatever. Now, cut to, because I did not use that as my goddamn, even though I should have, cut Mm -hmm. to fucking, like, two days ago. And he was like, I think I got another one. And I was like, get over here. (laughs) Like, straddling him. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, lay down. (laughs) Let me get in there. Push it on his forehead. (laughs) Literally. You got, like, one of those headlamps on. (laughs) (laughs) I make him hold a flashlight. It's even better. It's like you're changing the oil. Oh, my God. But this time, I was, like, getting... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. And I just, I just went straight, because now I'm experienced, right? Yeah. Like, I've done this before. This Go from He's the side. This. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know how to do it. He knows that what to expect. Yeah. And also do it quick, you know? Then they don't He's have time gag. to gag and stuff. <laughs> and I just straight jammed it in the oh! back. <laughs> Oh, no. He gagged so hard. And he coughed. And that shit flew out and hit me in the face. No. 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 And I was like, ah! Was it like on your forehead? It was like on my lip. Like, no. 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 What if your mouth was open? It was because I was screaming. Oh, God. Oh, grow up. Stop it. You could smell it, couldn't you? I have goosebumps. That's fucking disgusting. No. No. You're lying to me. We're never sharing another drink again. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. To be fair, I think it was just a piece of spit that hit me. No. But at the same time, something hit me, like, in my upper lip. And I was like, (gasps) at least it didn't stick. I thought it was sticking to you. No, no, no. Like, I did not find it after. I'm like, there's a whole fucking tonsil stone. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't. (laughs) No. (laughs) We've hit a new level in our relationship. Yes, you certainly did. Mm -hmm. That's fucking gross. Goddamn. All right. Goddamn is right. award there. <laughs> Thank oh you. I'll God. take it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, while you're taking that award, I'm about to take the mother of the fucking year award. All right. Let's uh, go. Because my goddamn is very generic, but also I almost had a fucking mental breakdown today. Oh, no. Right before this. Oh, no. Because for some fucking reason, my sweet little two-year-old son, who's my cuddle bug, my sweetheart, my easy one, is a goddamn monster. Mm. And he won't fucking eat anything I give him. And then I am also hard on myself, too, as like a mom, because you think like, he didn't oh, eat broccoli they're this only, week. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's like, they're only acting this way because you allow them to mm. act this way. That bullshit that they feed us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't allow anybody to do anything. I'm allowing myself to stay out of fucking prison mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. by letting him eat a goddamn nugget, you yeah. know, yeah. or whatever. Anyway, so long story short, kid not eating any fucking food I make him. I will go out of my goddamn way to make him what I know he will eat. Yesterday night, I've given up on parenting. You're like a short order cook now. Oh, yeah. I don't even fucking care. And usually he eats really good. I know it's just a spell he's going through. Mm-hmm. But mentally, me as a person right now, I cannot deal with 
the fucking like, eat your food, please eat your food. If you do this, you can eat your food. And he's going to melt down. And, uh, 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 uh. I just don't want to. I don't want to. So like the last three nights, I haven't fucking cooked dinner. Like I haven't cooked a real meal. Yeah. They got fucking chicken nuggies one night. I don't even know. I don't French toast that was already made. Like, like packaged. They went to Grammy's house. Oh. Grammy made a bunch of French toast over the weekend. Yeah. It's now almost the end of the week. And I'm like, who wants French toast? <laughs> Got to get rid of this shit somehow. And it's all things that like a kid would love and this kid will not eat it. But that's where I'm at, right? Yeah. Tonight, same night. Didn't want to fucking do it. It's like, he's not going to. Yesterday, I was like, oh, let's have cereal. He loves cereal. I'll have cereal for dinner. I don't give mm-hmm. a fuck. I don't want to do that. All I have to do is go get milk. I didn't even have fucking milk. That's how far off on parenting I am right now. So I went and I got milk. I poured a fucking bowl of cereal. He lost his goddamn mind. No. Because he didn't want cereal. No. And I was so hungry that I'm like, I don't want to eat the cereal. Yeah. Like, fuck you. And so we made him raviolis, which is the dumbest thing ever. He likes raviolis. He wanted raviolis. He was stoked for raviolis. Got him the raviolis in front of his face. Lost his shit. Wanted the cereal. Why the fuck would you give me raviolis when I clearly monster didn't want them? What the fuck is wrong with this kid, this psycho? And yeah. I'm like, all right, bro, you're not going to fucking eat. Like, yeah. I just don't care anymore. Be hungry. When you're hungry, you'll eat one of these fucking things. Mm-hmm. I'm over it. And I'm eating your cereal and your motherfucking raviolis. I was so over oh, it. Put the goddamn raviolis in the milk. Oh my, yeah. You don't know what I'm going to fucking do. And then this bitch comes over and sits in my lap and eats my goddamn cereal. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all sweet yeah. like you didn't just fucking throw a oh, goddamn tantrum. I ate the whole goddamn bowl. Asked for more. Mm-mm. This fucker. After Mm-mm. I was ready to feed him and be done with dinner and mm-hmm. I had to cook an extra 30 goddamn minutes so he could have some fucking raviolis and this motherfucker was like, eh, fuck you. Can I have yours? Anyway, my poor, I'm like cussing out my two-year-old to you guys. Sorry, it's cathartic. Anyway, long story short, bedtime has also been a nightmare because he's usually chill at bedtime. Yeah. But for whatever reason, at the end of the night, I'll be like, okay, let's go brush our teeth. Total meltdown. So then I try to like entice him like, okay, well, I'm going to go put the toothpaste on the toothbrush. Like, do you want to do it or do you want me to do it? Ooh. And usually he'll be like, me. And he runs all happy because he gets to put toothpaste on a toothbrush. Yeah. But lately it's not. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And at this point, I've, he's going to call my fucking bluff. So then I do it. Total fucking meltdown. And I'm like, <laughs> what do I do? What is the right answer? I don't know. I fucking don't brush your teeth. So tonight, exactly, melting down, freaking out. I give him the toothbrush. This motherfucker runs away from me Uh before I could. I was like, here's your fucking toothbrush. And then he just books it and he thinks it's funny that I'm going to chase him. So I calmly walk, calmly, Uh because I'm going to. Fucking, mm, uh-huh. mm. So like, kid's mm. gonna get some, catch some bows. Oh, he's gonna catch a bow or two. Fucking full half Nelson. I don't know what I'm gonna do. You don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> full Nobody knows half Nelson. <laughs> Three arms. I need to deal with. <laughs> anyway, so he, this little asshole runs mm-hmm. into the backyard because the slider oh. was open. He runs into the backyard and I grab him. And when I do, I have the toothpaste in my hand. It knocks the toothpaste onto his hand because mm-hmm. it was just like a bead of toothpaste. He freaks out because he's like, what the fuck is that? Now I'm dirty. All over me. Oh, no. And he is fucking pissed now because he realizes it's his toothpaste. And now he's mad that the toothpaste isn't on the toothbrush. Whatever. I'm just like surfboard holding him, walking to the bathroom. He's screaming. I set him on the toilet and I'm like, brush your teeth. And he's freaking the fuck out. So his little toothbrush has a little suction cup on the bottom of it. <laughs> I fucking slammed that thing so hard onto the counter and I was like, fine. And it like stuck there. You know, it's like, Da-da-ding! and I scooped him up and I'm like, you're going to bed. He got pissed and he started hitting the shit out of me. Oh no, sir. He, this motherfucker hit me. And he's been doing this a lot lately and oh, I don't no. know why or where. And I don't have any fucking experience in this. My kid. My younger, <laughs> my younger one hit like once or twice and then learned his lesson. Yeah. This one has started doing it a lot. Like whenever he's really angry, he yeah. hits. And I'm like, bro, this is not a communication thing. 
I know what you're saying to me. Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're still not going to get it. And I will warn him because he's old enough to understand, like, okay, don't hit me again or you're going to have to go to bed. Yeah. And then he hit me again. I literally didn't rock him. I didn't brush his teeth. I just laid him in bed and I was like, later. And he started freaking out. And he's like, mama, my blanket. And you're like, and I, deuces, my dude. Figure it out. He all, I went back to put the blanket on him only so we could fucking record. Oh, and then no. he was quiet and he fell asleep. I'm sure he's just overtired yeah, and I'm a terrible like, mom and he's been eating shit food. And what do I expect? Listen, if he's you're gonna grown s- enough to fucking hit me, you're grown enough to go to bed without your goddamn blanket. Put your fucking blanket on you. Oh, my God. And I love this little boy so much. And he I loves know. me so much, too. But holy shit, I am going to lose my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm the worst mom ever is the end of that story. No, you're not. Anyway. So before we get started on my murder story, mm-hmm. should we hit him with the uh, Elfster information? Hell yeah. All right. Take it away. <laughs> hey, ladies and gents. Guess hey. what time it is? What time is it? It's that time of year again where we're going to start playing fucking Secret Santa and shit. Hell yeah. And we're actually going to integrate Secret Santa into our Moonblood 2.0 operation. I love it. So this year we've decided not only to do Operation Moonblood... Where if you need help, you come let us know. Or if you can give help, you come let us know. But we want to do a Secret Santa with all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. So we've partnered up with the little elves over at Elfster <laughs> to help us make this happen. Okay? Because last time we were doing emails and shit and it was kind of all over the place. So check it out. Elfster is the number one Secret Santa app in the world. In the world. The world. Okay? On this app, you get to create a free gift exchange. I don't know if you fucking heard me, but I said free. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. To make gift giving easier. And you just set the date and the budget, and Elster takes care of the rest. They even draw names for you, which is super awesome. And because all of this is done through an app or online, it brings family and friends together no matter where they are with a virtual gift giving exchange, which is freaking awesome because hello pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Including our goddamn fam. Hell yeah, our goddamn fam. We need to bring us all together. And we can't all be in the same place at the same time because that would just be sheer chaos. So instead, (laughs) we're going to do it virtually. So on Elfster, you get to add gifts to your wish list from all the brands you love, including Amazon, Etsy, Fanatics, Nordstrom, Sephora, and Zappos. So it's really cool. A lot of cool stuff on there. You go on there, you create your wish list, and then we're going to match you up with a Secret Santa. And then... You're going to actually get gifts that you want. Like somebody doesn't have to just guess what you want. There's a whole list. I love it. Super awesome. So go to Elfster.com or download the Elfster app today and stay tuned at the end of the episode where you can find further information about Operation Moonblood 2.0. Welcome back. Welcome back. You want to hear my murder story? I want nothing more. (laughs) Okay, good, because I'm about to tell it to you. So this fucking week. Mm Mm-hmm. The case I chose mm-hmm. is still fucking active. Oh, so I'm you sorry. Guys, yeah. So we don't have an ending is what you're telling me? Oh, there's an ending. It's a, it's a fucking don't worry. Is you're it gonna, Gabby Petito? You're going to be satisfied-ish. But I'm just letting you know that I might not have full fucking details because oh. shit is still unfolding. Okay, okay. Like this shit just happened like two weeks ago. Is it Gabby Petito? Is it Maya, Maya no. Millette? No. Day? Malete? I don't know how to say her no. last name. I don't think. And here's I've another thing. I googled this just to see if like other podcasts have covered it uh-huh. yet because this seems pretty fucking big. Two weeks ago? Well, is this the fucking cannibals in Louisiana? No. What is happening? I don't know, oh. but no, because you're talking about that lady that was stuck in a cage or whatever Cassidy with the rainwater. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but yeah, some weird fucking shit is happening. 
Yeah. AKA we're all paying a fucking attention and actually caring about shit and talking about it. AKA there was this a pandemic and everybody different. got into true crime. This is different. Oh, and okay. I can't believe I haven't heard about it and I didn't see any podcasts pick it up. But I mean, I just did a quick Google search. So don't yell at me if you've heard this already. They're like, actually. Okay. So today I'm going to tell you about Jason Allen Thornburg. Ooh, okay. Now, in May of 2021, mm-hmm. so literally this fucking year in May, 41-year-old Jason Allen Thornburg, who is a member of the Navajo Nation, okay. was living in Fort Worth, Texas, okay, in a house with a roomie. Now, his roomie, roommate, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> obviously I was feeling a certain kind of way when I was taking these notes. His name was Mark Joel. He was like a 60-something-year-old man, and they were living together, whatever. Okay. Prior to living in Fort Worth, Texas, Jason had lived in several other states, including Arizona, Montana, and Oklahoma. Got it. He kind of jumped around a lot. Mm -hmm. And actually, it makes some parts of the story hard to tell, so I'll do the best that I can, but like all over the place. Okay. Now, when he was living in Oklahoma and in Arizona— And in Texas, Mm -hmm. he was convicted of a handful of misdemeanors. Oh, okay. Okay. So he was kind of getting in trouble for some shit. Yeah. In November of 2018, so a couple years back, he was arrested in Texas and he spent two years in jail or he was he was sentenced to two years in jail for evading arrest with a vehicle. Now, what had happened was he stole that vehicle and then was, like, on a fucking chase. Evading arrest. Yeah, evading (laughs) arrest. So he was sentenced to two years in jail in 2018. He was released in May of 2019 to mandatory supervision and eventually discharged June of 2020. Okay. By May of 2021, like I said, Jason was living with his roomie, Mark, in Fort Worth, and he was trying to get his life in order, right? Just got out of fucking jail, figuring shit out, whatever. I got a roommate, going to get shit done, right? Yeah. So he's trying to get his life in order, and the house that he was living in caught on fire after he had left for work one morning. Okay. It was a really intense fire, and basically the house exploded. Meth lab? Perhaps. Mm -hmm. The house exploded with that roommate still inside. Ooh, that's fucked up. That's not good. So Mark, the roommate, ended up dying because as a result of this house fire. Okay. The fire was investigated. Because at first it was like an accident. Like, I don't fucking know my house caught on fire. Yeah, I wasn't even there. Yeah. Who knows? I was on my way to work. Could have been me. I was washing a dish. Yeah. Exhibit A. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck shoes. Anyway, okay. So obviously they investigate it, right? Like at first they're like, oops, accident. Nope. Start looking into it. And it starts to look a little suspicious. Uh Uh-oh. And police even suspected Jason as being the responsible party for starting this fire. Uh Uh-oh. He wasn't even there. And then would have been responsible for his roommate's death, right? Yeah. But they were never able to find any evidence to tie him to the crimes or anything like that, so the case was just kind of dropped. Okay. Not having a home to live in, because it just blew up, Jason decided to rent... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking rude. (laughs) Jason decided to rent a room at the local motel called Mid-City Inn. Okay. And this is July of 2021, so this year in July. Just this summer. And he made that room his home. Like, he long-term rented this motel room. Mm-hmm. Turned lemons into lemonade. <laughs> Listen, he was like, I'm just going to hang a couple of curtains, a few pictures, and I live here now. Mm-hmm. He's going to make this hotel a home. Exactly. Got the fucking doormat stitch signs. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> home is where the honey is. Home sweet home. So he's living in this hotel room. There were other residents who re- long-term rented the yeah. hotel as well. 
And they often saw Jason walking around. He'd be handing out flyers for a local church. He was a very religious man. He knew the Bible really well. He would like, I guess there was an upstairs neighbor who he befriended and they would talk about scripture and things like that because they were both very, very religious. Okay. So now, listen, Jason's cruising around the hotel fucking complex, handing out flyers, super religious guy, talking about the scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus does some stuff. Here's a $100 bill. Oh, wait, just kidding. It's a flyer for our church. <laughs> fucking hate I've gotten that. I have too. Everybody has. You're like, what? Aw, son of a bitch. I got got again. <laughs> what? Uh, I guess. I guess that's just as good. Makes a lot more sense than this guy just handing me $100. <laughs> Juked again. All right, so around September of 2021, Jason, still living at the hotel, Mm -hmm. he started to hang around with a 42-year-old man by the name of David Loras. Okay. When was this? September 2021? Yeah, so he started living in the hotel, motel, Holiday Inn in Uh July. Uh So now it's September, so three months later. Okay, but this is also like three months ago. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, not even. It's like two months ago. Yeah. But okay. Math is hard. It's so hard, especially with fucking months. So like not even that long ago. Just like a week ago. Not even fucking long ago. I think it was like yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) What is today? (laughs) Not much is really kind of known about David other than he was living at the hotel with Jason at the time. Okay. And according to his- In the same room? Yeah, I think he was like, I think Jason was kind of helping David out. Like, he had fallen on hard times. He was kind of hanging around with a bad, like, a bad crowd, whatever. He was giving him a place to stay. Okay, come be my roomie. Yeah, like, Jesus loves you. Come hang out with me. We can push the queen beds apart again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you can sleep on the floor or in the bathtub or something. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure they have pull-out cots. It's a hotel. It's a motel. Holiday Inn. It's an inn. (laughs) It looks like a motel, though, from the pictures that I've seen. Is this like Shit's Creek? <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. That's what All it right. looked like. All right. So we're at the Rosebud. Got yes, it. Exactly. <laughs> now you've got it. I've painted the picture well, I see. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I just uh, need some towels. <laughs> now, David is living in Jason's hotel room for mm-hmm. I don't know how long, but evidently it was a bad idea to live there because on Wednesday, September 22nd, at 6.17 a.m., mm-hmm. firefighters get a call that a dumpster on the 3100 block of Bonnie Drive in Tarrant County, Texas. So if anybody lives there, you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know that dumpster. Yeah, We've that dumpster, all seen it. That dumpster had caught fire. That dumpster was on fire. Mm-hmm. When the first responders get there, the freaking thing is like engulfed in flames. Like, oh, shit, put this thing out. Like a legit dumpster fire. Like it is. This whole story is about to be a legit. It is legitimately a dumpster fire of a fucking case. Like what the fuck is okay. what I'm about to tell you. Okay. So the dumpster is on fucking fire. And the first responders, a.k.a. firefighters, they put it out. And they're cleaning up the charred mess. And they discover something real bad. Is it a body? Oh, it's parts of a body. Oh. It one is- body? parts of the body is this something that someone linked on the facebook group i didn't read it i don't know did i well then i didn't give anybody credit because i happened to stumble upon this i was like maybe it's april maybe i happened to stumble upon this but also i could have stumbled upon it because i clicked it previously or something you know how like like, you're fucking in your brain yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but i accidentally fell on this according to my recent life but if somebody put this in my brain you need to take i want to say did you read it? No, I didn't. Oh. I, I read the headline and they were like, the not fuck? to not to blow up your story. Yeah. But they were like, fucking 
multiple bodies found in dumpsters. Mm, okay, let me tell you the story. Okay, 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 okay. Because okay, okay. okay. it might be. Was it in Fort okay. Worth, Texas? I mean, I think she lives in Texas. No, she's in New Mexico, I think. I don't fucking know. Okay, well, listen to my story. Okay, go. Because it might be. It might be that one. But someone lives nearby it. I want to say it was in the Facebook group and someone lives nearby it. So, I kind of remember that now that you're saying this. Yeah. Maybe that's how I found this. And they were like, this Dude, shit is happening. I have to be right honest, now. though. The Facebook's been blowing up with crazy-ass stories. Like you said, like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so pff, they're all mixed together. Yeah. And everybody's like, this is right down my street. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So many people are like, this is happening by me. Also, there's a serial killer right here. And I'm like, oh. Ah, you should move. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Don't answer the fucking door. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Okay. So they. So no spoilers. Pretend I didn't say that. No, it's fine. It's fine. That's not even the fucking tip of the iceberg of this story. That's Uh-oh. what I mean. Uh-oh. Dumpster fire of a goddamn story. Okay. okay. So they find body parts. They found heavily dismembered remains. Heavily. It was described as heavily dismembered. Like, like they were fucking dismembered. Like you didn't just cut off the legs, you cut it into like sections. Yes. Yes. And they didn't even know how many bodies they had. There was but more than one because they're like, well, I found two right hands. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. But like they had a lot of body parts. Yeah. It turned out to be three bodies in this dumpster that was set on fire. God damn. Yes. So now this dumpster has become a crime scene, right? Yeah. And Also, rem- that's not a good way to dispose of bodies, like, discreetly. Uh, don't look over here. This is a giant dumpster fire. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's what people are like, oh, just check out there's a fire. I bet there's a body in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I watched a fire in my neighborhood the other day. There was no other reason for me to be outside, but I was like, check out that fire. <laughs> yeah. Today I had a fire in my neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, hey, babe, go outside look at the fire. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a way to get rid of a body. No. That's like a fucking smoke signal for all the weirdos to come out and be like, check out this fire. I bet there's a body. I bet there's okay. a body in there. So crime scene now, right? Okay. The body parts are sent off. The remains are mm-hmm. sent off for um, an autopsy to mm-hmm. attempt to identify who parts belong to what. <laughs> As it turns out, the dumpster had been recently emptied, so basically all that was in there were the the remains. Okay. So it wasn't even a good fucking dumpster to pick. Yeah. Like, like there was no f- trash to burn? Yeah. I was going to say fodder. <laughs> there was no cannon fodder for the dumpster <laughs> fire. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why. That part is really not very relevant, but I just thought it was really funny. That, like, it, of course, of all fucking dumpsters. <laughs> yeah, like what's going to light on a body? The clothes? Like, you have no fucking Tinder I, in there. Maybe they just poured a lot of something on there. Ew. Ew. What? David. Not all of the remains had been accounted for, but they were able to identify that there was an adult male, mm-hmm. a young adult teenage, eight, like, age range female, so, like, young okay. adult or teenage okay. uh, female, and a child of an unknown sex. Don't like that. Mm-mm. Nope. Fucking hate it. Mm-mm. That's why I'm going to tell you right now. It was eventually discovered that it wasn't a child. It was just another adult that was small. Like, okay. And I don't mean, I mean, like, us. Yeah. Like, if somebody found our body parts in a dumpster, they'd be like, this is... Someone killed an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just like a short-statured fucking female. Yeah. Okay. This one had braces. Oh, Jesus Christ. I hope I don't end up in a dumpster. I could identify you by your dental records. <laughs> yeah. Well, not anymore. The last records I have are fucking crooked-ass teeth. Now, listen. Yeah. What am I listening to? I'm going to tell you the story. Okay. An adolescent 
not adolescent, a small statured female body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was determined that the cause of death was, quote, homicidal violence. Okay. But they were. Yeah. But they were unable to determine the exact instrument that was used to cause the deaths due to the mutilation of all the bodies. Right. Yeah. Like they're just like. There's a lot of fucking, fucking saw wounds, there but was also some violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, evidently, there was some violence present. <laughs> Homicidal violence. I can book them, Joe. <laughs> Meanwhile, while all this shit's going on and they're identifying, because at first it was like one person was found in the dumpster and there's like unknown amount of remains. So it was slowly trickling out. I fed it all to you at once, right? Yeah, yeah. First they were like, oh no, there's a body in here. And uh, for a like, long time, people thought there was a child in there. You know, mm-hmm. like it was not clear information. But now we know that it was three adult bodies, one male, two female. Okay. And meanwhile, the police are beginning the investigation by checking out the local security footage to see if they can find anything to give them clues about what the fuck happened at this dumpster. Yeah. At 6 a.m. in the morning. Oh, this guy dropped off a couple loads of... Well, lucky for police, it just so happens that the building across from this dumpster has security cameras set up pointing at the dumpster and they were fucking rolling. Camera was rolling. So it caught the whole motherfucking scene on camera. Okay, that's good. And when the police watched back, they discovered that between 10.30 p.m. the night before and 1.30 a.m. that morning, because this is September 22nd at 6 a.m. is when they got the call. So between 10 something and 1.30 a.m., the footage showed a dark colored Jeep And it was a Grand Cherokee, so calm down. (laughs) Gross. But also Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Traveling to and from the dumpster on several occasions, the Jeep would park next to the dumpster. A person that looked like a adult male Mm -hmm. wearing a full, like, body suit, but, like, the kind that you would, like, paint or drywall in. Oh, I was Um, like, green man. (laughs) Oh, God, that'd be terrifying. You just see his moose knuckle on shit. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, get a size bigger, you weirdo. You could get a baggy one. (laughs) This person would get out of the Jeep and walk to the back, would open the back, pull out several large plastic containers, Mm -hmm. like Rubbermaid fucking containers. The person would then walk to the dumpster, toss the contents in, but keep the plastic container and bring it back to the Jeep. Okay, that's gross. Rubbermaids are expensive. Okay, so if it's brand name, I get it. Keep Keep the containers. Yeah, but like... They're excellent for holiday storage. But, like, what was in them? Yeah. Was it just loose in there? Because yeah. that's gross. Yeah. You have residue. I'm Were they bagged thinking, up in there? I'm thinking because there were several trips to and from the dumpster. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this person had a limited number of Rubbermaid containers. They had one, <laughs> three, two, I don't know, a handful of them. And they needed more than that, and so they took several trips. But also... Do you have to repack it in there? Like, did you put it in bags first before you put it in that bin? Because if That's not, you're only spreading thing... DNA everywhere. Okay, listen. I'll tell you the kind of part of that answer here in a minute. But the only thing I can think of, though, is, like, if you had enough Rubbermaid containers, you would have brought them all in one trip. Yeah. Especially in a Jeep Grand Cherokee. That shit has ample space. It's got fucking storage racks on the top. Strap that shit to the roof. You could. You could put that shit so, in the back. You could fold those back seats down. Home dude only had a handful of Rubbermaid containers. Probably. I feel like that's something you should have invested in if this was your plan. Like, let's just make this one trip. Do you think there was a plan? I don't really know. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I feel I'll like that's you. something you could invest there in. There was if you're enough like, time to plan. Yes. This is going to be my plan. I'm going to go buy some more Rubbermaid. There was time. Yeah. There yeah. was time. Yeah. So, so this person keeps going back and forth, dumping contents into the... Uh, dumpster and then returning the containers to the jeep 
Until the final time, the person then ignites a, quote, unknown device and tosses it in the dumpster and engulfs the dumpster in a fire within five seconds. Like, this whole thing is just like, poof. So I'm thinking that had to be a very flammable liquid thing, right? Mm -hmm. If there was nothing to really catch on fire in the dumpster. Mm -hmm. So the police are sitting here watching this footage and they're like, holy fucking shit. Like, we caught the whole thing on camera. Yeah. There's a license plate. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the footage was good enough to get a license plate, but they could tell it was a dark colored jeep grand cherokee they could tell that the rims on the tires were chrome and different like they weren't standard and that it had like i think it had a chrome or some sort of different rack on the roof it had enough defining features that they could drive around town and find it yeah like they could do some googling yeah and so that's exactly what they do they actually end up like they can see on the camera which way the jeep is driving and they check out other local security footage yes exactly businesses that have security footage and they're able to get a little more detail on the jeep okay so then they find out that the jeep is between a 2005 and 2010 model and it had the unique chrome rims and everything like that so they do a search on all jeep grand cherokees registered in the county that fit that match like that description and they come up with a huge list like seven thousand people which to me is huge yeah but one of the names on the list was Jason Thornburg. Bum, 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 bum. And it, like, flagged the detective because... He had these previous... Fucking... He had, a, <gasps> he had a history of fires back in May. Yeah. Like, fucking months ago, yeah. his house burned to the ground. And they're like, this guy is about fire and shit. And he's got a Jeep Grand Cherokee. That's mm. fucking weird. So the police, like, have him on a little watch list, right, Mm -hmm. because of that suspicious house fire, right? And they're like, "Mm, we got to fucking keep an eye on him. Also, in that house fire, they 100% thought he did it, but they didn't have any evidence, so they had to drop it. So they're like, again? Again? This is too, too many. Yeah. Too many coinkidinks. So they are looking into Jason, right? Yeah. They know he owns a Jeep. We're like, we're going to have a fucking chat with this guy. But before they do, they get the details for, for his specific Jeep. They're like, where the fuck did he buy this thing at? Where was it built at? Like, I want to know all the information, like the manufacturing information, right? So they go to the dealership who sold it to him. They had like a lien on it, right? He didn't own it. So technically they own all the information for the Jeep of a fucking Dentley. And they were able to give the police the GPS information that like his Jeep picked up from driving around. Oh, yeah. They could just do that? They could just do that. They could just fucking do that. Like, if the police are like, hey, we'd like to know this. And I I don't know if it's because they technically still owned the Jeep. Yeah. Or what? Like, I don't know the fucking legalities of it. Hmm. But they were able to get his GPS coordinates to understand that, like, that Jeep had been in that area. And they also got the coordinates of where the Jeep was currently parked. Okay. So what they did was they went to where the Jeep was currently parked and they scoped that shit out. And they were like, for fucking sure, that's our Jeep. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. That is the one. Wow. Right? I mean, it like everything about that is good, you know? Like I'm but glad that they figured it all kinda out scary. and everything. But at the same time, like, should the dealership be allowed to just give that up? I know. Like, it's kind of creepy. That's fucking also, crazy. Also, the GPS data showed that home dude <laughs> in this fucking Jeep was going to and from that mid-city inn hotel yeah. where he was living. Yeah. So they were like. Hmm. We should probably check out the security footage from there. Yeah. Right? Like, are you bringing big packages out? What's going on? What happened on that night? Like, let's review the fucking footage. Roll it back. Yeah. Did other people show up at your house? Well, at your hotel? the footage from the hotel, they can see Jason pulling these plastic containers 
from his hotel room, 113. Hotel room, 113, Jason walking in, coming out with Rubbermaid containers. All of the times that were on this security footage matched up perfectly with how long it would have taken for him to drive to the dumpster. And then whatever time he was showing up at the dumpster. Like, there is no fucking shadow beyond a doubt, whatever, beyond a fucking reasonable doubt that this was Jason fucking dumping body parts. It's all adding up. So bada bing, bada boom, we got our man, right? Yeah. So on Monday, September 27th of this year, Mm -hmm. I keep reiterating this because this is blowing my fucking mind that this happened this year. Like fucking a month ago. A month ago. Two months ago. Almost. Oh, yeah. Police pay a visit to Jason at his work because he was an electrician. Yeah. And they were like, oh, hey, we'd like to speak with you regarding this fucking dumpster fire. Fire. Let's have a little chat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So have Jason been, uh, been around any dumpster fires lately? How do you feel about fires? Yeah. And dumpsters. He's like, I'm an electrician. I feel great about fires. Yeah, I feel wonderful about them. So Jason agrees. And the moment that he is being fucking interviewed, interrogated, whatever... He admits right away to murdering those three people oh my and God. lighting the dumpster on fire. He's like, I did that. Uh, that was me. But it wasn't like a bragging thing. It was just like more of a matter of fact. Like, yep, yep, that one, that was me. Oh, yeah, you guys found that? Yeah, yeah, I did that. He went into full detail about each murder, the details of which were so gruesome that like the head of Fort Worth's police department homicide unit was shocked and disgusted, which is like. Yeah, like you're supposed to have seen some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, whoa. Actually, there is like like a public announcement. You know what they – like the – what are those things called? Pu- press release. Yeah. There's a press release and one of the fucking police officers, whatever, I don't know who he was in regards to this. It could be this guy. But he was just like, uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to like the victims and everything. And then he paused and he goes, our thoughts and prayers go out to the first responders because like that's not something anybody should ever have to see. Like it was bad. Mm. Bad. Jesus. Well, okay. Uh huh. I have questions, but I'll refrain. Okay. So Jason claimed in his confession that the murders of all three victims happened over a few days and that the reason for the murders was because he was being called to commit sacrifices. I don't know who was calling him, but he claimed to have a very in-depth knowledge of the Bible mm-hmm. and that these sacrifices were like religious mm. aspects of his life. Mm-hmm. Police mm-hmm. were able to identify David Lores as one of the victims based off of a distinctive tattoo that they had matched one of the pieces of the body parts to that were, like, found in the dumpster. Yeah. Basically, investigators found a piece of his back and the tattoo with the letters U-E-R-A-S in large print, which is his last part of his last name, missing, like, the L. Yeah. And they assumed, because they didn't know, right? This is like when they're still investigating. Yeah. Jason hadn't admitted yet, but they found this portion of his tattoo. They assumed that this was somebody's name, like it was in block letters, like how people get their names written. Mm-hmm. And so police used Facebook, and they found David's Facebook account, which showed the tattoos of his name in his account across oh, his God. back. And I guess there was another shoulder tattoo that helped positively identify him. That's how they knew who they who he was so quickly. Like the other people, it took them so long because they have nothing. They have parts. <sighs> they had to use his tattoos. That's fucking insane. And they didn't have all of the body parts accounted for for everybody. So I don't even know what that means. Like to this day, all the body parts are not accounted for. Maybe oh, my God. Dumpster or something. I don't really know. But anyway. 
The second victim, whose remains were found in the dumpster, was a 33-year-old female by the name of Maricruz Reyes Mathis, who was a sister and a mother to a young son. She had been adopted when she was nine and had recently left her husband, so she was like a single mom to this young son, and she was struggling off and on with addiction. Oh, that sucks. Apparently, it wasn't uncommon for her to kind of go missing from time to time and pop back up. And it turns out that she was actually staying at the Mid-City Inn herself. Like, she was renting her own room there. And her family hadn't been in contact with her for a while. But like I said, she would go missing off and on. So they were kind of like, it'll be okay. Like, it was kind of a joke that she would call them and be like, okay, everybody calm down. Here I am. I'm okay. Yeah. So they were waiting for this call, waiting for this call. And they never got it after like a couple of weeks, like three weeks or something. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, super sad. And it just sounds kind of like knowing Jason. Like, she never talked about knowing him or anything to her family while she was staying there. But it just sounds like she got caught up at the wrong place at the wrong time. Oh, that sucks. I don't really know the circumstances about how he, she ended up in his room or anything like that. But, yeah. Honestly, it sounds kind of to me based off of – because this is kind of jumping ahead. But Jason has a history of drug abuse, it turns out. So I wonder if maybe he was saying, like, hey, you can come to my room and use if because one of the underlying things is all of these people have like a history of drug use. Mm-hmm. I don't know which kind or anything like that, but they fell on hard times. So I wonder if that's how he was getting them in. Like, oh, come fucking take yeah. a hit with me or whatever, you know? Yeah, I got some stuff in my room. That's kind of what I get the vibe of. But I could be totally wrong. Like yeah. I said, this is all really new stuff. Most of this information I got off of, of like, news articles and more details that I'm about to share with you, I got off of the actual warrant by reading the warrant. So, yeah, so I'm speculating wildly there. That's the only thing. That's the only similar fucking linear process I can see between all these. Mm. All right. Now, listen, let me tell you about this next person. Tell me. The third victim was 34-year-old Lauren Phillips, who was the mother of two teenage sons, who Mm. was a very trusting person, and she was struggling with a drug addiction and ended up living on the streets. Lauren befriended Jason after meeting him at the Mid-City Inn when he was handing out fucking religious flyers. Mm -hmm. She told him that she needed a place to stay, and that's how she ended up there. He was like, oh, you not believe what I have in store for you. Come stay with me. I got two queen beds in this room. To be... (laughs) Oh, you are a king, you say. <laughs> I can hook your lady up, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know we're both thinking the twin bed part now. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, Lauren was in the wrong place at the wrong time, right? Yeah. She ended up trusting the wrong person. It was really sad to hear or read Lauren's mom's interview. Like, there mm. was um, an article, and she was like... The last thing Lauren said to her was that she missed her mom and just wanted to see her so bad. But her mom was like, I won't see you until you get clean from your addiction. Oh, no. And, I mean, that's what you're told to do. Like, that's how you're supposed to help people in addiction. Yeah, yeah. Is you by don't creating their enabler. bottom. Yeah, yeah. not being an enabler. Ugh. Oh, that breaks my heart. I was like, I can't read this anymore. My heart hurts. This yeah. poor mom. yeah. So oh, obviously, that's awful. Obviously, all of the victims' family are like so heartbroken. I mean, obviously, of but of like course. Jesus, oh, gosh. of course. So, like I said before, David had actually been living with Jason for a while, and like residents of the hotel were like, "Yeah, we definitely saw David around here. He was absolutely living with Jason." Jason claimed that when David had moved in, 
that he was called to commit a sacrifice. So when he showed up, like he was feeling like he was being called to commit a sacrifice. And so when David showed up at his room, it was clear to Jason that this was to be the man that he is to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And so that's he, horrifying. one of the nights that David was with him, he sliced David's throat open <gasps> and then used the hotel bathtub to slice him into several pieces. <gasps> this could be your hotel. No, probably not anymore. I think they probably didn't. They probably were like going to renumber it. What was well, it? 113? Not anymore. 114. Isn't 13 the unlucky number? Mm-hmm. What are the fucking odds? Probably like one in 113. <laughs> All right. So he initially stored David's remains in trash bags in the hotel room mm-hmm. after he dismembered him. But he eventually bought the Rubbermaid storage containers and put the remains in there. For the record, I kept writing Rubbermaid. I don't actually know the brand. <laughs> Just for the record. These were fucking off-brand. But again, with my stories and these storage containers, I don't. I did not Google storage container. I was like, fucking Texas murder yeah. 2015. I think I put in some random ass year. Yeah. And this is what popped up. So. Oh, my God. Clearly, I'm being summoned. And Jeeps? Come on. We've been talking about Jeeps. <laughs> Listen, your fucking algorithm knows you. On a roll. Yeah, my phone is listening. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did he keep David in there? I have questions also. I think it was just over the span of a handful of days. Still, that's a lot of days. It's a lot of days. One day is a lot of days. Also, if you had time to buy that many Rubbermaids. Told you. Or. Told you. Off-brand fucking tubs. Fucking told you. You could have bought like eight. Right. So he was storing the remains in plastic bags and then eventually got these containers. So I think they were in plastic bags, like trash bags in the containers. Yeah. But he was still storing the containers in his room which I find horrifying. And then two days after he killed David, one of the females showed up. I don't know who is who in this scenario. I tried to figure it out, and then I got entirely way too fucking confused. So one of the females showed up, and she was described as being a very small Hispanic female by Jason. Mm -hmm. That's how he described who this person was. All of the names were redacted in the warrant. Mm. So I thought I had it all figured out, and then I got super confused, and I was like, take away all the names because I don't want to fuck all this shit up. Yeah, yeah. Jason had said that he sacrificed her as well by slicing her throat and then dismembering her and also storing her remains in the storage tubs. That's terrifying. Two days after that, the second female showed up at his hotel, and Jason decided that she also had to be sacrificed. So he attempted to stab her to death. Nope. But eventually had to strangle her. Now, I want to say, I know, I know, I know. After That's not usually the order of events. No. I want to say that this victim was Lauren. Based off of one of the articles I read, I believe that the descriptions were enough to tell that it was Lauren, but I don't know 100%. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Terrible turn of events. Also, what the fuck? How? Oh, my God. She was like, she had to have been fighting back, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So same thing. Uh, He dismembered her in the hotel tub and stored the remains in storage containers. He told police officers – this is everything that he said in his confession, obviously. This is how we know all this. Yeah. He told police officers that he used a Milwaukee brand straight blade knife to dismember the victims. The fuck is that? I'm guessing it's like almost like a box cutter but the like long blade ones. Remember fucking at the bar we used to go to someone pulled one out? No. Mm, I do. Because I was like, I got a boot knife because I was drunk. I got a boot knife. It says mean bitch. And then the person – that was at the bar also it was like, I have a boot knife, too, and pulled it out. And I was like, that is a fucking razor blade, <laughs> like hmm. a box cutter knife thing. 
Milwaukee brand. That's like fucking construction, right? Yeah. Well, Home Dude was an electrician. Oh, oh, so it probably was one of those. But he then. used that to dismember somebody. That's fucking weird. You need a longer blade than that. Oh, my Jesus. I don't even know. But listen, I, I still can't get over the part that, like, not all of the remains were accounted for. Yeah, like, where did they go? I don't know. And nobody that I know was identified using dental records. So, like, what does that mean? What, did they have heads? What does that mean? It just said that all of the remains were not present or accounted for. I wonder what he did with the rest of it. I don't know. Did he use it in a sacrifice? I was wondering if there was, like, another dumpster, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Or if there was another fucking step to the sacrifice. Yeah, like there's got to be more. Yeah. Okay, so he claimed he used this straight blade knife, right, to dismember the victims. And that knife was found in the hotel during the search warrant. Mm-hmm. Jason's upstairs neighbor, like I said, gotten to know him and was completely shocked because they would talk about like freaking Jesus and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like what was it called like book of the bible are you on now and he'd be like i'm fucking reading isaiah 116 i don't know i don't know how to say any of this but they would talk about it all the time like what are you reading that right now and they would talk about scripture and stuff yeah and so he was fucking blown away that jason could commit such a crime oh my god i know i guess at one point the neighbor was like shooting the shit with him and he smelled an awful stench coming from jason's unit Oh, no. And he said something. He was like, dude, there's a bad smell coming from over there. And Jason kind of brushed it off. And he was like, yeah, I think somebody took a piss like under the stairs because his unit was kind of by like a stairs going upstairs. Yeah. Like, I think somebody peed in the stairs by my room. And the neighbor was like, that's not urine that I'm smelling. That's something way worse. Yeah. But nothing ever came of it more. They just kind of like mentioned it. And it was was because he was smelling people. He had them in rubber. Do you think he heard anything? He's upstairs. I don't, I don't know, but like if you're in a weird ass hotel that people are living in, I'm sure you hear some shit. You probably yeah, hear but like domestic violence disputes. But if the guy, like you are living above a person, he was upstairs neighbor. Yeah, but if you like cut somebody's throat, like what if <sighs> one of them was fighting back? Yeah, I don't. She know. had to be strangled. I don't know. I don't know those details, but also, like, how horrifying to think that you walk into somebody's hotel room and you're like, "What are those bins for?" Ugh. Like, were they covered with a cloth? Because I'm there? imagining they're see-through, because that's what I have, are see-through ones. But you probably wouldn't buy see-through ones. I mean, they make them in all different colors. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't either. But they were literally smelling the rotting decay of those poor people. Was he on drugs? So, okay, the story is still not done. I'm sorry. You better buckle in. It's a long-ass story. So, he, I don't know if he was on drugs or not. He had to have been on drugs. But he does have a history of drugs, and I'm going to tell you about that here in just a second. Okay. But while he was in custody, Jason also confessed to murdering that roomie back in May. Oh, shit. Mark. So he had said that he took the cap off a natural gas line in the house that they were living in. Yeah. And right before he left, he lit a candle. And that's what caused the house to literally explode. And because of the explosion, the medical examiner wasn't able to determine the cause of death. But... Jason admitted to, quote, sacrificing his roommate prior to setting the house up to explode. So he slit his roommate's throat. That's how his roommate actually died. What the fuck? And then he set the house on fire. Like, home dude is on a mission, and he thinks he's sacrificing people. Which I don't even know what that means. Like, because they don't describe it any further than he just says, like, I felt the need to sacrifice. To who? To what? To why? Yeah. I don't fucking know. To why? Like but, fucking good rains? But what wait, does... there's more. Okay. But wait, there's more. 
He also admitted to a final murder, so this will make five people now. His girlfriend he had in Arizona, who was a woman of the Navajo tribe by the name of Tanya Begay, who had been reported missing since 2017. Holy shit. So in February of 2017, police were called to a domestic violence dispute between the couples. So Tanya and Jason were living together. I This was in, it, it's kind of muddy. It's kind of confusing for me to tell. It's either in Arizona or New Mexico that this had happened at. Mm-hmm. But the police show up and Tanya had a bloodied face and there was glass embedded in her right eye. Oh my God. Ugh. And she told police that Jason had thrown an empty glass coffee pot at her face. Jason had fled the scene before the cops had gotten there. And he fucking bounced and was like, later, I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. There was a warrant for his arrest issued. But, you know, some other shit's going down, right? So meanwhile, while he is missing and there's a warrant for his arrest on March 19th, so that was in February. Yeah. By March 19th, 2017, Tanya's mother had reported her missing. Okay, so there's this domestic dispute. He goes missing. Now Tanya's missing. Mm-hmm. Or he has a warrant for his arrest. Now Tanya's missing. And she finally files a report on the 19th. Tanya's mother had told police that she had tried to file a police report two days prior with the Navajo Nation's Crown Point Police District. But they they didn't file the report for some reason. So she went to the Gallup Police to open a missing persons case. So this is another one of those stories where you have, like, tribal officers and then you have, like— mm. The local state officers. Yeah, Yeah. local officers. And so it's kind of hard to tell who's got jurisdiction. Mm. So we're running into this again. So her mother told police that Tanya was last seen in New Mexico on March 2nd. The dispute happened February, right? He fled, whatever, had a warrant for his arrest. She was last seen March 2nd when she left her aunt's house with Jason. So they had met back up. They had met back up. Yeah. But she was like not ousting him. Like, I'm not going to. Yeah. She's not trying to turn him in. Yeah, like they were hanging out together. And I guess they had a very like on-again, off-again relationship, and they both were struggling with drug abuse. It sounds like they kind of have a toxic (sighs) relationship. Yeah, super sad. Yeah. So March 2nd, Tanya's seen at her aunt's house house with Jason when they stole her aunt's Jeep Grand Cherokee. 2004 Dodge Neon. Oh, I was close. Yeah, totally different car, which in my brain, I'm like, it's red because that's the kind of car that Lee had when we first yeah. met. But um, I don't know what color it was. <laughs> so she was last seen on the 2nd. On March 3rd, Tanya called her mom and said that her and Jason were staying in Lowup, Arizona. Okay. I'm probably saying that wrong. And that that was the last time that her mother had heard from her. On March 14th, Jason was staying at his mom's house in Dilkin, Arizona, but he was alone. So between March 3rd and March 14th, Tanya kind of goes missing. Mm-hmm. He was alone, but he had Tanya's aunt's Dodge Neon. Mm. Tanya's mom said, like I said, their relationship was abusive. They had a lot of domestic violence dispute. They're both just struggling with, I guess they used crystal meth. So not fucking good scenario. Mm-hmm. March 22nd. Now this is, sorry, we're jumping around, but this is a couple of days, uh, two days after Tanya's mom has reported her missing officially to the county police or the local police. So it's March 22nd and Jason is found sleeping in his car because one of his, I don't know who, I can't remember who it was. It was like somebody he used to rent from or something knew where he was staying and told police, like, you can find Jason sleeping in his car over here. 
So the police roll up on him and arrest him like, yo, you have a domestic violence thing against you. Yeah. Now, they are not tying together that they're, she is also now missing. Yeah. They just ha- they're just looking for him for this domestic violence thing. He said that when they asked him, like, what happened, he said that Tanya and him had been together, but that they had gotten into an argument and she left him in Hallbrook, Arizona. So they're jumping around a bunch. Because she was last seen in Gallup, this city falls into the Navajo Nation jurisdiction, so they took over the investigation. It turns out that sometime during this time frame, Jason was seen burning unknown items south of his home in Arizona. So pretty fucking fishy, right? Yeah. It's during this time that she's kind of missing, but he wasn't caught by the police yet is when he's seen burning shit. Jason was never considered a suspect in Tanya's disappearance. That's not smart. And, and, like, they never connected these two issues together. Yeah. But get this shit. The domestic violence charges, they were dropped on June 22nd because, quote, Tanya would not participate. But Tanya was having a hard time participating. (laughs) What the fuck? She's gone. What do you mean she's not participating? She can't participate. She's missing. So she gets attacked and they're like, dang, that sucks. Let's arrest the guy. And then she goes missing and they're like, probably has nothing to do with that. Probably not. But I think that guy that attacked her. I think again, and like I said, this was really hard for me to figure out and pin down. It could have been because I was tired researching and maybe I could reread this and I'd be like, oh, that makes sense. But I think this is kind of the di- like two different police mm-hmm. like off uh, stations communicating. Yeah, like having partial information. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too kind by saying that, but maybe. it was all fu- maybe it could be. I don't know. I don't even want to say it. So anyway, to this day, Tanya is still labeled a missing person. Like even though he's admitted to murdering her, they haven't recovered her remains. I mean, he just admitted two weeks ago that he did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just so you know, that's where that lands right now. But all of her family, because the police have not identified any of the names. All the names are redacted from the warrants. But all of the families have stepped forward and said, like, that's my daughter. That's my this. That's my aunt. Whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's how we know who these people are. Because as soon as I heard missing person in Arizona, I immediately for I know it's so far fetched, but I'm like, Alyssa Turney, like maybe that's another option. That's just where my brain goes. Not the right time frame at all. So now I realize that. But that's where my brain went immediately. And I started Googling it. And then her name popped up. And I'm like, oh, my God, this lady has been missing. And she's on all those, like, Facebook forums of, like, can you help find her? And I'm just like, holy shit. And her family's like, yeah, like, at least we know what happened to her. But they don't even know where she is. Like, maybe they do. And they just haven't released this information to us. But that's where we're at right now. Because this was literally, like, the end of October. He admitted all this shit. Jesus. Because of all these connections... And because of him jumping state to state all the time, police are now starting to look into other unsolved murders and missing person cases to see if he can be tied to anyone. Because I think he's, like, giving up partial information, but he's not full-on fledged admitting everything. Yeah, he's so not they're kind of thinking, like, yeah. and I burned the bodies over here or Yeah, whatever. so they're kind of thinking, like, oh, maybe he's involved in more. Oh, my God. He's currently being held on $1 million bail in Tarrant County Jail. And he's facing capital murder charges of multiple people. Mm -hmm. In late October, literally two weeks ago, like I keep saying, a judge ordered a mental health evaluation on Jason because, quote, there is reasonable cause to believe Thornburg, his last name, has mental illness or is a person with an intellectual disability. Hmm. So something they're like, we got to get him evaluated to see if he can even stand trial. But he admitted guilt to all of this. But I guess he could... 
be guilty by reason of insanity or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, if you have – if you're hearing voices, you're not well, you know? I want to know more. I want to yeah. know more. Like what was he sacrificed? To what end? I want to know more. A good harvest? Like what? I don't know. For what? I know. That's what's so confusing. I have so many questions. Also, for the record, I started this story and I was like, oh, you know, this might be able to reach two pages. There's three bodies found in a dumpster. Like, Mm -hmm. what is that? We probably don't know a lot about these people. And then I would look up the, like, I wouldn't even have a name. I would just look up, like, kind of the attributes or whatever that they gave. I think the only name we had was David's. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I'd find an article on that where a family came out and said what was going on. I'm like, oh, okay, I have a little more information about the victims. And then when uncovering his girlfriend, I was like, hold up. Got to figure this one out now. It's a whole other fucking story. It took me forever to piece all this together. And I was like, I'm just going to solve all of this. But everybody else had already done it. It just hadn't been done in one article (laughs) yet. Well, actually, it probably had. I just didn't read that article. Didn't find that one. Oh, my God. So I felt like fucking Sherlock Holmes piecing the shit together. You are. You're the modern day Stacey Holmes. Oh, God damn. Is that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It was like October 22nd or something was when the judge ordered this like evaluation to be done. That's and they insane. probably already have the results, but they didn't publish anything. Yeah. I mean, or they haven't done it yet because it's only. Well, like, I think it October, said like November in five 4th. days or something. Oh, wow. I don't know if they have to do it quickly because there's a fucking court. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. So you'll definitely see updates on this case on yeah. fucking Throwback Thursday. I hope we get more details. Like, I hope he's coherent enough to be like, and also. Wouldn't that be crazy if he's just been like a serial killer hopping around? But like, he, like, I feel like it was so sloppy. Yeah. I think he definitely got lucky. Yeah. Like with the girlfriend that just being like a major fuck around or whatever by police and whomever. Yeah, in that fucking instance. up the investigation. Yeah. And then the the house thing, like you said, they all knew it was him, but they didn't really have any evidence against him. So you can't press yeah. charges. So it's just kind of like a lucky situation in his in scenario. Lucky yeah. for him yeah, that yeah, he yeah. didn't, you know, get caught in any of those. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. Fucking trippy. So imagine living with a dead body or a couple. No, of them I have so many problems with in that. a hotel room. Yeah, I don't it, even want to live with my dirty clothes in a hotel room. Yeah, God. I don't know. I don't know. So, if you want to check out pictures pertaining to this case, go to isgdpodcast.com or check us out on any social media because now our social media be banging yo. <laughs> Thanks, Critty. Go to <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. We're at ISGD Podcast. You can also email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. And you can snail mail us at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. But wait, there's more. Don't oh. you go because we have Operation Moonblood 2.0 2021. Yep. And this year we're doing something a little different. We want to do a Secret Santa with all you motherfuckers. And Goddamn so, gift exchange, people. That's right. If you want to be a part of Secret Santa, I think we finally nailed down some of the things. We're doing like a $50 limit budget. I think I feel like we can be flexible, right? Like just be reasonable. Yeah. Like don't give somebody like a $5 thing <laughs> if you're getting a $50 thing. But whatever. Anyway, also we decided that the cutoff date will be December 1st. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to be a part of that, email us. Yeah. Email us by or on December – before or on. On or before. You get it. Fucking, yeah. you know. Around that time. Around that time. But December before 1st. it. <laughs> so that you could be a part of it. Because on December 1st. What? The subject line. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. With the subject line, Elfster, in the email at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Email yep. us. Yep. And be like, yo, I want to be on your secret Santa. 
and we'll hook it up with a link. And then I'll, just so you know, eventually we've gotten some and we have not replied yet. They're yeah, coming. Yeah, they're coming. By the way, just so you know, because I was kind of concerned about this. I was like, okay, a fucking mass secret Santa. People aren't going to want to share their addresses and shit because nobody wants their yeah. skin, their skin suit being worn in, the, in fucking public. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only not your in public, <laughs> not public, in private, please. <laughs> uh, but only your secret Santa will have your information. So still a little risky, but I love you guys. <laughs> so don't wear anybody's skin. I'll be so mad. That'll ruin the whole spirit of Christmas. It really would. So your information is protected. Like, not everybody's going to see it. Also, what else were we going to say? Oh, nope. Don't know why I said that. So excited because I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, it's gone. It's gone forever. But yeah, come join us. Oh, I remember the second part of Operation Moonblood. If you are somebody who is in need of something for this Christmas holiday, or it doesn't have to be fucking Christmas. How one-sided of me to think. I know. For this holiday season, if you're having a hard time, if you need help, or if you know somebody who needs help, Let us know, and we're going to try to make it happen. If you're somebody who wants to help somebody who needs help, let us know. We'll try to connect the fucking dots. If you got a deserving person in mind and you're like, you know what? They're a fucking hardworking son of a bitch, and they're just down on their luck, and they need a little pick-me-up, girl, we got you. Yeah, we got Or boy, we got you. We got figured out. Or non-binary, we got you. We're changing the world one hug at a time. Hell yeah. But don't touch me. Hell yeah. You can touch me. Don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch me, actually. I'm pretty touched out. No shit. Do toddlers. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Don't ever touch me again. (laughs) Please. All right. So on that note, uh, later. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Twisted and Uncorked. Hello, Twisted Humans. This is the podcast where two best friends chat true crime and have a glass or two of wine. I'm Alicia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is Twisted and Uncorked. So join us every week for Casual Tuesdays where we release a new episode. We are now available on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Rate, review, and subscribe. Cheers. Cheers.